0: this morning as I woke up, I sort of had that hint of conversation with the Lord of just the fatiguing nature of culture at the moment. It's like, gosh, Lord, the exhaustion's real. Uh, We're tired, but we've still got such a long way to go in this crazy season right now. Even as we're starting to uh, receive some of our freedoms again, we're still fatigued and worn out. Some of us have challenging ourselves to hold onto a glass half full lens and are starting to tip into a glass half empty space. And it's hard to maintain that posture of positive engagement and seeing things like Jesus does. And often it feels like we're just on a merry-go-round and we want to get off it. But Jesus comes to us in this season with a very powerful invitation, and it's an appealing one for anyone who's looking for renewal, and fruitfulness, and purpose in their life. So, open your Bible. We're going to quickly read there in Matthew chapter eleven, verse uh, Matthew chapter eleven verses twenty five to thirty. Let's read this together. At this time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and you've revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you're pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. All things have been committed to me by my Father. I'm just repeating that there. Come to me, verse 28, all who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke on, upon you. Learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So what's this yoke thing that Jesus is really talking about here? What is this yoke thing? Well, I mean, quite literally, in that moment, he's taking a piece of farming equipment where you get um, a couple of um, animals and you connect them to each other because in the process of connecting two animals together, as they work for one purpose, they're able to be more effective and go further and do more. And Jesus is basically saying, "I I have a yoke for you to live with, and I'm inviting you to take it upon your life." And when we hear that, even as uh, you know the original audience that was hearing that from Jesus, um, we hear that and we go, "Well, I don't I don't need anything else on my shoulders." I don't need any, anything more to add to the pile that I'm already trying to carry. I don't need any more external pressure. Thank you very much. But in reality, we don't think we are living under a yoke. And yet Jesus is making us an offer of exchange. He, he's actually making us an offer of exchange. And the exchange is to come out from underneath the yoke that we've always lived under that we've never realised has been there. You know, we've all been born, the Bible, the big narrative of the Bible, the big story of the Bible and the story of our own lives tells us, we've been born under this propensity to want to figure it all out ourselves, be in complete control deny our brokenness and seek to have everyone be about our well-being <laughs> this is the propensity of our of our nature from the very day we've been born we've been born under a yoke we already live yoked and jesus is saying i'm inviting you to come out from underneath the power of that yoke and enter into the yoke that i've got for you Now, what's this yoke really like? It's a reality that's governed by Jesus. And whether we like it or not, um, we are never yoke-free. But Jesus invites us into his yoke. And the best way to describe it, yesterday I was um, walking through, my son's car was at home my oldest daughter's car was at home, Nicole's car was at home and my car was at home and I took the rubbish out to the bin and as I was taking the rubbish out to the bin I just thought to myself I'm just going to check everyone's tyres on their cars for some random reason, I don't know if it's a dad thing or what, it just kind of came on me and so I just took a walk around the four cars and I looked at all of the tyres and the condition of the tyres. And I was, I, I, you know, Nicole's tyres are fine and mine were okay. Uh, but I looked at my son's tyres on his car and I thought, gee mate, they need a bit of work. Uh, they were a bit deflated uh, and some of them, particularly one of them, was very worn on, on one of the edges of it. Um, and one of them looked a bit scuffed, like, he, you know, hit a few gutters along the way. And uh, But anyway, and then I looked at Kate's and, and, and her tyres needed a little, a little bit of help as well. So I kind of just mentioned to him in the course of the day, I just said, hey, you might, you might want to think about going and getting that tyre looked at. And you might want to think about getting that one inflated a bit more. And um, I couldn't do it for him. But I I just kind of said to them, you might like to think about doing that, and left it with them. And this little illustration is that the health of wheels on a car determines the overall health and well-being of the car. Now, if you've ever had a wheel alignment where one of your wheels is just a little bit off... You can tell that it's off because of the wear that starts to happen on either the inside or the outside and the reason why it's wearing so quickly is because it's actually working against the alignment that it's made for. It's actually working against all other three wheels that are perfectly aligned for the health of the car. Alignment is really important for the health of a car. Alignment is really important for you and for me with our relationship with God. Um, let's just have a think about this for a little bit little bit more. I mean, I'm not a, a huge car person, but <clears throat> so I went online and I had a little look at this. And I, and I asked Eddie, the expert on Google, I said, what's the benefit of having all your wheels aligned? And here's the benefits. Believe it or not, The alignment of your wheels has a major impact on fuel efficiency. Properly aligned wheels helps spread the power and the torque of the engine and the car um, evenly as you're driving. So that the fuel isn't wasted. It's not overworking and being spent. There's an efficiency. There's a, there's a hum of a car that's running well when its wheels are aligned, believe it or not. And that has a major impact on the fuel in the tank. Being yoked to Jesus is about entering into an experience of relationship where we are aligned with him and what he's doing. You see, Jesus said, I've come that you would have life and have it in fullness, in full measure. He didn't say, I have come that you would run with an empty tank, get worn out fast and, and not have alignment with God or each other. He actually said, take that old alignment off and align yourself with me and come into this place of new found relational efficiency and energy. To be yoked to Jesus is to be entered into a fruitfulness of the Holy Spirit, into a lordship of Christ where he said, I've come to give you life. Not tax your tank, but to give you life. Are you aligned with Jesus in this season? The other thing this guy, Eddie the expert, says is that the longer uh, the, the, when your wheels are aligned, you have a longer life span for your tire. One of the easy ways he says that you you might uh, you can tell if you might have an alignment issue is to look at your tires and if they 're wearing out unevenly or on the edges and are thinning out more in the middles there's a good chance you're out of alignment, and proper wheel alignment with regular rotation will provide even. Where, and extend lifespan of your tires. This whole idea of being yoked to Jesus is one of burnout versus longevity. Burnout versus longevity. Jesus wants you to take the whole journey with Him. Galatians 2.23 says, this is is the fruit of being yoked to Jesus. This is the fruit of his lifespan and longevity in us. It's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's forbearance, it's kindness, it's goodness, faithfulness, it's gentleness and it's self-control. These are the fruits of an aligned life with Jesus. How's your alignment? Uh, How's the the yoking with Jesus going. I like this next point that this guy says. He says that, um, believe it or not, he says, uh, if your wheels are not aligned properly, every other component of the vehicle is affected. Every other component of the vehicle is affected. It's a bit like, you know, even if it's just your big toe. When you stub that big toe, it's like every other part of your body feels it, is affected by it. (laughs) Your emotional response, (laughs) the hot flush that goes through your body just by stubbing a toe. Alignment with Jesus When we're not yoked to him and we choose to yoke ourselves to our own uh, determinations and, and our own brokenness and even in our own sinful activities, we affect every other component of who we are. Our mental health, our spiritual health, our relationships, every other aspect gets touched And not only for ourselves, but in the context of walking this life as Jesus' as people together. When I'm out of alignment, you all feel it. When you're out of alignment, I feel it. We don't do this in isolation. This other point he says this he says if your wheels are aligned you actually are able, there's better handling your car actually grips to its circumstances the road a lot better it has a more responsiveness about it vehicles with properly aligned wheels simply handle better whether you're driving straight down a freeway or you're driving through a twisty hilly street you will find there's a huge difference if you're the person driving the vehicle you know, we, we go through rough terrain moments, we go through tight corners, we, our lives uh, are, are on unsealed roads sometimes, we feel like we're going downhills <laughs> uh, um, too fast, we can't get up the big hills at the same time. We just have these realities about doing daily life. And when we're not aligned with Jesus and yoked with Jesus, it's hard to handle those circumstances. It's hard to work them out. It's hard to walk through disappointment. It's hard to walk through pain. It's hard to walk through all of these, even the hilltop moments. If you're not aligned properly, you can come adrift. Better handling. How's the handling of your life going with Jesus? Paul said it like this in a Philippians 4. He said, I rejoice greatly in the Lord when he was writing to the Philippians, that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, he says you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this, Paul says, because I'm in need, because I've learned to be content, whatever the circumstance, and I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty, and I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether we whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. He says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You see, he's aligned. He's yoked. All the componentry is working together in the one direction. It doesn't matter for Paul if he's in prison or he's on a ship floating from one mission outpost to the next. Whether he's in front of a huge crowd preaching the gospel or sitting on the side of a river with a few women at the time of prayer in Philippi, sharing with them the good news of Jesus Christ or going to their home for lunch. His whole whole life is aligned. How's the handling going? Can you do all things through Jesus who strengthens you right now in this season? And the last point is this increased safety. With better handling comes better safety. So when Jesus is inviting you or me to respond to his invitation, he's asking us, do you want to come into the kingdom life protection that comes with being aligned to me and with me? So this morning, Like when I spoke with my adult children yesterday, just like God speaks to us as his children who are adults. He says, You might like to get yourself aligned. And the interesting thing is for Jesus here, it's an invitation, it's not an imposition. It's not an imposition. So when I said to my adult children yesterday, I said, you might like to do something about that. It's invitation. It's on you and it's on me to say, I want to enter into taking that misaligned yoke off my life and step into the alignment of the yoke of being connected with God and with others. How's the alignment this morning? Do you want to receive this invitation from Jesus? I'm going to read to you again this scripture, but I'm going to read it to you again out of the message version, just like I did the other week. because I, I just love the way this, one, this version writes it. So I don't you close your eyes, and as you close your eyes in this moment, just imagine yourself pulling up into the presence of God and the generosity of his gracious workshop coming around you in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You've concealed your ways from the sophisticates and the know-it-alls, but spelled them out clearly to ordinary people. Yes, Father, that's the way you like it. Jesus resumed talking to the people, but now tenderly. He said, the Father's given me all these things to do and say. This is a unique father-son operation coming out of the father and the son intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the son the way the father does, nor the father the way the son does. But I'm not keeping this to myself. I'm ready to go over this line by line with anyone who's willing to listen. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do this. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Holy Spirit, thank you that you make Jesus very large to our hearts and our life. Thank you that the invitation to come out from underneath our self-imposed yokes and into your generous yoke of grace, we choose, Lord, today to welcome your invitation over our life. We lay down those misaligned parts of our life to you. That misaligned thinking and thoughts about who we think you are and who we think you should be for us. And we ask that you would come and give us the mind of Jesus. Come, Lord, touch those parts in our emotional health that have been misaligned for a while. They just need to come under your grace, Lord. Let there be healing there and fruitfulness there, Lord. Come, Lord, we welcome you. We welcome your yoke on our life and we thank you. We thank you that we can come into a place of fruitful longevity with you. And that in this moment, Lord, in this just intense, crazy season, where we're feeling like it's a little bit unhinged or we're not not doing so well in it, I pray that you'd just come and align us, Lord. We want to be aligned with you. Just as we're praying, I'm seeing a picture of, um, you know, when a car has to go and get the wheels uh, replaced. You know, for some of us, there's a wheel that it just needs to be replaced. The alignment's not so much the issue, it's it's worn out. That, that tire, that, that part of who you are, the Lord wants to give you a new wheel there. He wants to make sense of that for you. So, Lord, I pray, I pray that you would just bring renewal to our lives, the bits that are worn out. Thank you that you give us a new life in Jesus. And for those of us right now, Lord, who are feeling like we're on a bit of a road that's tight or twisty or unsealed or it may feel like we're going through a really like a crazy hailstorm on a Saturday afternoon in Brisbane. But, Lord, it just feels crazy to hold on to this ride that we're in right now. Lord, we want your yoke. We want to be able to make the journey. By your grace, Lord, fill us, fill us, Lord, fill us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.